Hi guys, Greg O'Rourke here from FretDojo.com, which is all about taking your guitar playing to the next level. Go to my homepage, FretDojo.com, to get access to a free course on how to build your improvisation skills on guitar very quickly using a process used by hundreds of students around the world. Anyway, in today's episode, I'd like to talk about a topic that I get bombarded with in my email inbox all the time on a weekly basis. It's all about modes. You know, what is the value of modes in jazz and in soloing? Now, the the modal concept is something that was... um, uh, you know, it's actually very ancient. Uh, the, you might have heard of the terms like Dorian mode and Phrygian mode. And what this is basically is a scale uh, that starts on a different note to what it usually does. So let's say we have C major. Okay, but let's say we, instead of starting on the note we usually do, let's start it simply on the next note up. So we'll start it on the D and then finish on the D. So that actually has all the same notes in it as C major. It's just that I've used a different starting tone, which emphasizes that that new tone as kind of the center of that scale. Let's have a listen to it again. Now here's the thing, modes are useful to understand um, because they're often referenced in jazz theory books and when you're playing over something like So What or Impressions or Maiden Voyage and things like that, these are tunes that are actually based around that harmonic idea of composing the tune with a mode in mind. And so in those circumstances, a mode is quite useful to solo because you can kind of gravitate around that mode in your soloing. Often those kind of chord progressions are quite static, so you can, you know, you can you can just play around with a mode like that sort of sound. And you have enough time to kind of target that mode in your soloing. But if you take swing tunes like things like uh, all the things you are or, um, you know, Along Came Betty, or Satin Doll, anything like that, which involves, you know, like a, a lot of key changes um, moving quickly, a lot of chords moving quickly, the modal approach, in my opinion anyway, it starts to fall down. The reason for that is because just, let's say uh, the classic kind of example you hear uh, when, you're, when you're listening to a lesson on modal soloing, is that you know? Let's say we take the two chord in a in a in a two five one progression. So here's my key. There's chord one there, and chord two, and chord five, and chord one. So here's chord two, right? You'll often hear that reference to as you know, use a Dorian scale over chord two. Okay. And then, for chord 5, use a Mixolydian scale over that. And then finally finish with just a major scale or Ionian mode, which is the same as major, for the 1 chord. Now the problem with that is, in a, in a, um, in a chart like, uh, uh, which is a swing tune with a 2-5-1, it kind of goes like this.
Okay, so the the chords move so fast in a in a in a two five one in jazz. Then how are you supposed to be able to target all those notes in each mode over every single chord? It's actually impossible, and I don't really know of anyone that would think like that. The, the only way you could really think like that, which is if you kind of imagine in your mind that all those chords are the two chord, and then you just play the, uh, play the, the D Dorian mode for that whole progression. I'll try this on my looper now, I'll just get that fired up here. So we've got... So here's my chord progression, 2-5-1 on my looper. So it sort of sounds passable, but can you hear how that doesn't really sound like jazz when I'm doing that? Sure, it's not like it's incorrect, but it just doesn't sound that good. Why does it not sound that good? Well, what's happening here is I'm sort of generalizing everything, treating it kind of like it's just all the notes out of C major, and I'm kind of just using Dorian so I don't start on the C major, uh, on the note of C all the time when I'm playing. But, it, but the problem with this is it, is it causes two issues. The first one is that I tend to just play everything in a very scalic way because I'm thinking in a mode, you know what I mean? And we'll talk about an alternative option to that in a minute. The other problem is that it's not specifically targeting the relevant chord tones for each chord. Um, you know, I'm just kind of noodling around on that scale with my ear and it doesn't sound very... On the two chord it sort of sounds pretty good, but on the other chords it really just doesn't sound that strong. I'm not clearly targeting strong chord tones. With those two issues combined, makes it, in my opinion, an inferior method for soloing over typical older style jazz progressions like 2-5-1s, 1625, 3-6-2-5, and so on. So what's a better way to, to uh, what's an alternative to soloing that doesn't involve modes? Because to be honest, when I'm playing jazz, especially on the kind of music that I prefer, which is the uh, the uh, the you know music from the from anywhere from the 40s to the 60s, I don't tend to uh, use modes that much. I more think in terms of chord tone soloing. So chord tone soloing is where you can identify the relevant notes of each chord and hit them at the right point when the chord progression is played. So that means using arpeggios is, is pretty much what I'm doing here. So targeting my tones using arpeggio shapes that I know, I've learnt them, I can hear them in my ears, and then I can kind of target those tones uh, as, as I play through a progression like this. So I'll give you a sound of what that sounds like. Let's play my um, chord progression again. I'll stick in the same sort of register. Here's my 2-5-1 progression. Here we go. Okay, so you get the get the idea of where I'm going with this. So you could hear how I was much more closely adhering to the sounds of the chords when I was using chord tones, and it makes sense. I'm I'm deliberately targeting those notes through applying the relevant arpeggio shape 
each time. Now, why are although arpeggios in a way that they take a little bit longer to learn because there's more shapes to learn for the arpeggios, even just sticking to these kind of one octave arpeggio shapes like this. You can get a lot of ammunition with that and and it sort of it, it gives you the ability to switch from each shape to another just like you're changing chords with when you're playing rhythm guitar. I, I find that this is a much much more effective way to solo is like targeting these chord tones when you play and arpeggios is the means to do this. Now there's some cool things you can do with arpeggios. Let's take this um, this D minor arpeggio. You can you don't really need to know a lot about jazz theory to create some really hip sounds here. What I could do is just kind of play up two notes into the chord tone. So listen to this. So I was just just ending up on each of the arpeggio tones but starting it from two notes from below. I could also start from two notes above. See how jazzy that sounds. I could take a chord tone, let's say um, this A that I'm playing here, the fifth of the D minor seven, and I could just play one fret above, one fret below, and finish on the chord tone. So if I do that in like a line, See how that sounds really jazzy. So, so I, I don't need to be so kind of uh, theoretical about my soloing now because I can see that pattern on the fretboard and then I can just lead my fingers to each of the chord tones in the arpeggio. And it's a lot of fun and it's kind of relaxing to solo like this because I don't need to kind of really remember oh, what, what mode is it I'm on at the moment or anything like that. I simply see that arpeggio shape and then uh, can instantly kind of doodle around on that and uh, and firstly create some uh, strong chord tone basis for my soloing and then use some nice chromatic tones to lead to each of those and sort of thread a really jazzy line. So uh, chord tones, very, very important. And I think unfortunately often overlooked when it comes to uh, the, the kind of the how how the jazz education has been codified. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the books that you read, especially for jazz guitar actually, uh, seems to focus too much on this modal aspect in an inappropriate context because they're, they're using this kind of, uh, this this style of, of jazz playing that was more popular in the 70s and beyond, but it doesn't really apply to, to music that's older than that because they were, the composers were using a different framework for their harmony. So, uh, so this could be the missing link. If you've been wondering why you're just not sounding that great using modes and scales and things like that when you're playing, it's probably because you simply haven't been targeting chord tones. Now, uh, I suggest that you look on some resources on that topic. Uh, there's, some, uh, there's some resources and courses on my website about this, about chord tone soloing. Um, there's some great books available. But I suggest that you just experiment with these little shapes. Uh, see if you can figure, obviously this is an audio podcast, so um, you can't see my guitar, but see if you can find out how to play the notes of a D minor seven chord, for example, which would be D, F, A, and C. Work out a shape of just a one octave shape on the fretboard. And then mess around with that shape just over a static backing track. Here, here's a little example. To make this really easy, I'll just um, clear my looper pedal here. 
and I'll just lay down like a little um, uh, a basic just D minus seven by itself. Okay, here we go. So there's my looper, and I'm just going to play firstly the arpeggio. Maybe play it backwards. Now let's do some interesting rhythms. Mix up the notes. See, and that's that's quite strong. See how that's got a nice kind of bounce to it now because I'm not playing like this. It doesn't sound like jazz that, but this does more. Now let's um, put some chromatic tones in there. See how now I can start to put the scale notes around that, but I'm focusing mainly on the arpeggio tones. And it sounds much more jazzy like that. Try sliding into the tones. Try to, you know, punch some of them out more than the others. Lead with chromatics. And you can have a lot of fun just over that one chord. Could you hear how uh, you can keep things interesting over a static chord, even just with a basic one octave arpeggio? So that's really the power of arpeggios, chord tone soloing. Uh, and it's kind of the basis of my um, kind of methodology when I'm teaching students is going from the chord tones and arpeggios first. The other stuff can come later depending on what style that you want to eventually get into as a player, but definitely knowing where your arpeggios, arpeggios are, very, very important to get straight into the harmony and, and hear the harmony in your lines. So I really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, it was a very important topic to cover as a jazz musician. And yeah, give this a try in your practice this week. I want you to get one arpeggio out, put it on a backing track or a looper pedal, uh, the, the, the corresponding harmony for that, and then mess around with it and see what kind of jazzy sounds you can make. You can have a lot of fun with this and it's very, very uh, good ear training, fretboard training. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful exercise. Okay, well, until further ado, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Fret Dojo. Peace and I'll talk to you soon.